Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. everyone and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host and I don't quite know what that weird thing was my voice. Hello. Annie Hooser, uh, this is the Kilowatt podcast. I'm super excited to be here. Let's go ahead and jump into some news here. Quick EV news. Ford is planning on building cars built with Volkswagen's MEB platform. According to Clean Technica, Ford will unveil their first MEB platform passenger vehicle in the spring of 2023. Sounds like this car is going to be initially released in Europe, um, but that's still very exciting. Just kind of as a side note, Volkswagen will show off their new EV at CES. I'm pretty sure it's going to be called the ID7. I don't know if by at the time of this recording they've officially announced that or not, or if it's just rumor, but it seems to make sense that it's going to be called the ID7. Um, and I'm going to go by the Volkswagen booth and take a look. I'm going to take lots of pictures. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'll put the links in the show notes. Ford released their sustainable financing report, and they found that when you compare internal combustion engines versus EVs, you know, similar vehicles, the EV version of the vehicle will reduce CO2 emissions by as much as 60%. Ford reported that the F-150 Lightning could save owners more than $27,700 throughout the lifetime of the vehicle. And that's all because of gas. That's about 8,777 gallons of gas which is huge, which is also about 78 metric tons of CO2. And if you own a Ford Mach-E, you can save up to $15,000 and 5,000 gallons of gas in the lifetime of that vehicle. And you're also saving uh, the world 42 metric tons of CO2 that doesn't get produced. So that's pretty, pretty good. This kind of dovetails off uh, the conversation we had last episode, so I thought I'd kind of throw it in here because it's interesting. Let's talk about Hyundai. The 2024 Hyundai Kona EV is getting a redesign. Now, this is the Kona, not the Ionic 5. 
The Kona's new design does take some cues from the Ionic 5, like the stealth bomber-like exterior, which I think actually looks really good with the Kona EV. The instrument cluster and infotainment system is similar to the Ionic 5. New Kona EV owners will have dual 12.3-inch displays, so you'll have the infotainment system and the instrument cluster be the same size, and it just it, it looks really good. The interior is a little bit bigger. We're going to get more information on this vehicle in the next coming months, but overall, I think it's a good refresh for the Kona EV, and I think it makes it appealing. The IRS has published a list of vehicles that qualify for the clean vehicle tax credit. I'm going to put a link in the show notes because I don't think a reading off all of the cars that qualify, I don't think that makes for a good podcast. But if you're interested, the the link is in the show notes. It'll take you directly to the IRS website. A lot of Twitter is upset because the five-seater version of the Model Y does not qualify for the tax credit because it's over $55,000. Now, it's rumored that Tesla's working on a Model Y that will bring that version, the five-seater, under $55,000, which proves that Tesla could make more affordable vehicles if they wanted to. They just don't have the right incentive to do that, and I'm... I guess I'm playing on words with incentives there since we're talking about incentives. These tax credits are supposed to be an incentive. See, there you go. For people to buy EVs over ICE cars, right? We're we're trying to save the planet. I'd really hope that these tax credits would go to people who would like to afford an EV but can't. You know, somebody who wants to buy a Chevy Bolt but can't quite qualify. And by the way, the Chevy Bolt, I think, only qualifies for half of the tax credit, like $3,275, something like that. But I mentioned last week that some all part or none, I don't know, of the tax credit in the Inflation Reduction Act, um, the rules on that are going to be delayed. So we don't know what's going to be included in that in 2023. Like this is all very confusing. The Treasury Department is going to be issuing updated rules in March of 2023 Ah, I'm not sure what's going to happen between now and March if you buy a car. The thing is with with this announcement, right? Is it always seems it's a it's a changing story and trying to keep up on all of the details of this changing story is exhausting. And I don't really want to do it. <laughs> I'll give you updates as we go through this, but really Anything that I tell you could change in two weeks, and I don't know that there's a lot of uh, benefit in spending a, you know, a lot of energy talking about this. I do think you need to know that the IRS has pushed this, or not, excuse me, the Treasury Department. Somebody in the government has pushed this to March of 2023, and hopefully they'll figure it out. But until they do, I mean, I'll, I'll continue giving you little updates, but talking to like, like this is the actual story and this is what's going to happen. We did that this summer and now it's changing. So I don't want to go through this until it's in concrete, like in any sort of detail. So uh, now, you know, but you kind of don't know. <laughs> so I apologize. If if you want to know more, I put links to articles in the show notes and, and you can read all about it there. How about that? Uh, Tesla news. Tesla had a record Q4 in terms of production of the Model S and Model X. 
they sold 20,613, excuse me, they produced 20,613 Model S and Xs, and they delivered 17,147 Model S and Xs. When you look at Model 3 and Y, they produced 419,701, which is a great number, uh, Model 3 and Ys, and they delivered 388,000 uh, let's see, 388,131 Model 3s and Ys for a grand total of 439,000, uh, maybe even 440,000. I wrote this number down wrong. Let me do the math here. 439,000 total cars produced, 405,278 total cars delivered. I'm, I'm, it's the end of the day. My brain's tired. I can't do math, especially when there's six-digit numbers. Oh, my gosh. Forget about it. The Tesla 2022 totals are very impressive as well. Tesla produced a total of 71,177 Model S and Model Xs. They delivered a total of 66,705 Model S and Xs. Now, here we go. Here's the big number here. They produced... For Model 3 and Model Y, they produce one thousand excuse me, one million two hundred and ninety-eight thousand four hundred and thirty-four, and they delivered one million two hundred and forty-seven thousand one hundred and forty-six. So I I would call that a successful year. Total between all of the vehicles that they have, they produced one million three hundred and sixty-nine thousand six hundred and eleven. I actually did do the math right on this one. And they delivered 1,313,851. So that's a, that's a really good year for Tesla, I think. Um, I mean, when you compare it to their previous years, that's a really good year. So congratulations to Tesla. Congratulations to the Tesla team. That's awesome. Like that, that's a, that's a step in the right direction for sure. Now let's talk about a step maybe in the wrong direction. Tesla is being fined $2.2 million by the Korea Fair Trade Commission, the South Korea Fair Trade Commission. The fine, I think, is a little silly. Um, not the fine itself. I think maybe they should have been fined. But the fact that the amount of the fine, I, I think, is a little silly. The issue is uh, that Tesla doesn't explicitly say that range on the EV will drop significantly in cold weather. Uh, I, I do think Tesla should advertise that range can fluctuate in cold weather. I think that's reasonable. Uh, but for $2.2 million, that seems like a little excessive. Uh, I don't know if South Korea, I don't know if they were like, hey, could you do this? And Tesla was like, nah. I mean, I'm sure they violated a rule because they're being fined for it. But that seems like a lot of money just for this. Like, here's what resulted. There's two lines that resulted in two point in a $2.2 million fine. Performance, this is from Tesla, performance and mileage, may vary by model. The displayed drivable distance may vary depending on external factors such as speed, weather conditions, and road conditions. So there you go. $2.2 million for two sentences. Insane. I do think they, if they, if they were asked to do this and they didn't, then I think, yeah, we should probably find them. But wow, 2.2 just seems like a lot. Tom Zhu, I hope I'm saying that right, 
is Tesla's VP of China. He is now the number two executive after Elon. He still retains his current title, which is VP of China, but he adds a bunch of other responsibilities, which includes direct oversight of Tesla's North American plants, which currently that only includes the U.S., but maybe it'll include Canada and Mexico soon. Who knows? Or Canada and or Mexico. He also oversees sales operations in North America and Europe, and he also does all of his current work that he does at Tesla China. So um, hopefully he got a nice raise and a nice benefits package. We might hear him, I would imagine, on Tesla's next earnings call, which will be January 25th, 2023. So just in a couple of weeks here. Speaking of January, sometime in January, the FSD beta testers will be able to turn off the nagging, uh, your hands aren't on the steering wheel reminder, which I will admit is kind of annoying. When I've used FSD FSD beta in the past, the majority of the disengagements that I had were to prove that my hands were on the steering wheel because I had to shake it. Well, this is something, and I'm going to butcher this name, but this is something that uh, Chan So Bion, Bion, uh, thought about too, cause they tweeted Elon and they're like, Hey, can we fix this? And he's like, yeah, it'll be done later this month or it'll be done in January. Maybe he, he tweeted it in December. I don't know. But in either case, um, I think the Tesla should probably work on the sensitivity of the steering wheel and whether your hands are on it or not, uh, versus just whole cloth turning it off. Or giving uh, owners the option to turn it off. So, I don't know. What do I know? What do you think? Uh, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. Let me know what you're thinking. Okay, this is our final story. Tesla will hold their next event on March 1st, 2023. And it will be called Investor Day. This is what Tesla had to say. We plan to host... Tesla's 2023 Investor Day on March 1st, 2023. The event will be live streamed from Giga Texas with the option for some of our institutional and retail investors to attend in person. Details to follow. Our investors will be able to see our most advanced production line as well as discuss long-term expansion plans, Generation 3 platform, allocation, capital allocation, and other subjects with our leadership team. So that's kind of cool. It's not a shareholders meeting. It's something kind of different. If I had to guess, their most advanced production line would be the Cybertruck, right? Maybe we'll get some details about the Cybertruck. Maybe we'll hear a little bit about the $25,000 car. Maybe Elon will release Master Plan Part 2, maybe. I mean, we already got part duh. I know I said that wrong. I did it on purpose. Anyway, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to what Tesla's doing with their next generation platform. Uh, Somebody mentioned on Twitter, I think, or maybe it was in the article I read, maybe a stock buyback program, which at this point, since Tesla's stock is in in the garbage can, um, it's bad. It's not as bad as some, but it's bad for Tesla Maybe that might give a stock boost. Who knows? Um, I'd really like to hear about the Cybertruck specs and pricing. That'd be great. Um, so, yeah. So with that, right, we they're going to have an investor day on March 1st. 
what's coming in 2023? Well, we know Cybertruck production and delivery, that's coming. Well, we hope. We hope it's coming. Hopefully, we'll see a Roadster, at least one by the end of 2023. I don't know if we'll have very many, but I'm hoping for one. And then we have the Model 3 revamp possible. Um, it's been a while. What does Model 3 come out in 2017? And it's it's about due for a revamp, a little facelift. Announcement of new Gigafactories. I think that's definitely something that could happen in 2023. And whatever energy projects that Tesla's working on, I would love for Tesla to have some sort of modular type of home battery, whole home battery so that you don't have to have, you know, $18,000 right off the get go to, to put this in your, in your house, which I think is what it would cost to me three years ago. I don't know what it would cost me now. I haven't looked into it, but it would be great to have something where if you can afford $5,000, you know, then you could easily upgrade, uh, when you could afford another $5,000 and just start building your battery that way. That'd be wonderful. I'd love it if that could happen that way. That was something that uh, Hamid Shojai, something that he mentioned when he was on the show that he was interested in building. I, I don't think he's working on it because he's doing something else right now. But yeah, kind of cool. All right, everybody, that is it for our show today. I do have some announcements before letting you go. My email stopped working on December 16th because I was playing with name servers. So <laughs> should not have done that. You shouldn't change name servers or any other DNS information on a domain that has things that are actually working. So that was my fault. My bad. I messed that up. Uh, but if you send me an email from uh, December 16th to, I think, Sunday when James from Canada, uh, Patreon supporter James, when he mentioned that, hey, your email's not working, uh, I apologize. Please send it back. Send me another email. I promise I'll respond. Uh, I, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know why I didn't check it. I don't know why it didn't. I didn't notice that I wasn't getting email from that account. I have no excuse. And then this Friday, I am headed to CES. So we will definitely have a Friday episode. I can't decide if I'm going to release that Friday episode before I leave or after I spend half of a day in uh, Vegas at CES. But in either case, um, I'm definitely going to have a Friday episode. Also, depending on how much content I get and whether it's any good or not, I will probably release several small episodes throughout the week because uh, I don't want to. I don't want to save that up because it's kind of relevant to that week as CES is going on and news is being broken. And I don't know that holding on to that kind of stuff for long periods of time and just kind of parsing it out makes a lot of sense because the story is already old before I get to uh, share it with you. And my family's coming into town next week. So I'm going to CES and then I come back and my mom and my sister, my sister's husband, my niece, and my niece's son. I'm old enough to be a, a grand uncle. Um, they're all coming into town to hang out for a week for my mom's birthday. So I'm super stoked about that. So short, shorter episodes next week for sure, because I'd like to spend time with my mom because she's got some health issues and I haven't seen her for like six or seven years. So um, kind of want to just hang out and, you know, spend the time. And then finally, if you're still around after I've yammered on, I, I love each and every one of you for hanging on. 
my new podcast, Shuffle Playlist, where uh, my buddy Chris and I talk about one song. And the, the podcast episodes are right around 10 minutes. The goal is to keep it less than 10 minutes. We have a new episode out. It's episode two. And the song that we talk about is the Country Death Song by the Violent Fams. It's actually just called Country Death Song, not the Country Death Song. So if you're interested, I'll put a link to that podcast in the show notes. Uh, please download it. We're, we're trying to build a following. Tell us what you think. And yeah, that's it. If you want to contact me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. I swear to you, my email is currently working. I just got an email from John today. And then um, you can find me on Twitter at 918digital. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm really looking forward to the next week. I think it's going to be fun and exciting. And I hope I get some good content for you guys. And I hope it's, it's, it's fun to listen to. All right, everybody, have a great day, and I will talk to you on Friday.